This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. And uh, today, Monday, we have the share, the weekly share, in the structure of Tefillah. This is Ezra Beck. And today, after last week, we discussed the Pesukei de Zimah. So we're up to, basically, we're up to Birkat Kriyachma. After Pesukei de Zimah, which ends with the Bercha of Ishtabach, we say Kaddish and Baruchu and begin a bracha which is called Birkat Yotzer, Yotzer O, which talks about uh, creation and the natural world. Okay, so I want to talk today about the Baruchu, perhaps the Kaddish and the Baruchu together. We're so used to saying Baruchu in the beginning of the davening that I don't think we ever ask ourselves what exactly is it doing there, what's its purpose, and what's the meaning. We know that Baruchu belongs to a category called Dvarim Shebikdusha, the most prominent and important halacha of Dvarim Shebikdusha is that you need a meaning. Ein Dvar Shebikdusha, pachot miasara. What's a Dvar Shebikdusha? So, certain things, the word Kedusha immediately brings to mind is Kaddish and Kedusha. Kedusha, that's said in Shemana Esrei and Kaddish. There are two things which are Dvarim Shebikdusha, you need a meaning. Baruch is also a Dvar Shebikdusha and it's actually one of the more unusual ones because it's very hard to explain what's the purpose in saying Baruch since Baruch really has no content other than Baruch. In other words, what is the content of the prayer we call Baruch? The answer is Baruch. You say Baruch Hashem HaMavorach Lo'olam Ve'ed Blessed is God who is blessed forever and forever. In, in Kedusha, which we will talk about when we get to it, uh, there's a, a lot of content. You can analyze what does it mean Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh? What does it mean Baruch Hashem HaKadosh? What does it mean Yimloch Hashem Lo'olam? Uh, Kaddish is a long tefillah which books have been written about. Baruch is a very simple tefillah. The Chazan says, Baruch Hu Hashem HaMavorach. The Chazan calls on the congregation to bless God and the congregation blesses God. Baruch Hashem HaMavorach Le'olam Va'id. What is the purpose? Like, what, why, why is this the beginning of the part that we call Bekot Kriyachma? The beginning of our discussion, I think, will start from a point made by the Rambam in a share that the, actually the share I quoted last week, the share that the Rav gave, the Yosef share, which was called Psukei de Zimra. So the Rav uh, related to this Rambam in order to distinguish between Psukei de Zimra and our topic today. The Rambam in Hilchot Tefillah has a section where he describes where does Tefillah Tatsibur begin. And he says Tefillah Tatsibur begins with the Chazan goes and says Yishtabach and then Baruchu and then we say Kriyat Shema Ubechoteh. There was a very distinct distinction, very clear distinction between everything we've done till now, which to the extent that it's connected to Tefillah or not connected to Tefillah, but it's Tefillat Yachid, it's your own obligation every day. You're supposed to say A, B, C, D. But Tefillat HaTzibur, the Ramam explicitly says, begins at the point that we are up to. It begins with Kaddish followed by Baruchu. Which means, first of all, that both the Kaddish and the Baruch Hu belong to what comes after them. There is a, a fairly common belief, which may be true if we don't follow the Rambam, that the Kaddish that's after Yishtabach is a conclusion to Yishtabach, because there are Kaddishim which are conclusions. A simple look at the Siddur will show that there are two kinds of Kaddishim, two kinds of Kaddishes in the Tefillah, those which introduce and those which, which conclude. The Kadeshim at the end of Tefillah, the one that's after Valetzion, the one that's after Aleinu, are 
concludatory Kadeshim. They end Tfilah. Uh, the Kadesh, some Kadeshim are, are before something. Um, and sometimes we're not sure which one they belong to. So I've seen, I've seen even in print, some people who assume that the Kaddish after Yishtavach concludes Pesukai de Zimah. And the Ramam is explicit that that is not true. Because the Ramam has a parak, has a chapter that begins. How does one do Tfilat HaTzibur? The Chazan goes and says Kaddish. It's the beginning of something. That, you know, he doesn't say you have to say anything before that at all. I know you're saying Pesukai de Zimah, but the Ramam doesn't mention it in that parak. Tfilat HaTzibur, the, the, the public Tfilat begins with a, with a Kaddish. So it's introductory Kaddish. And of course, Baruch is clearly introductory. belongs, it's part of a very, um, uh, which is why we assume that you cannot be mafsek with the riff, which I quoted last week, says explicitly one cannot be mafsek, one cannot interrupt between Baruch and all of Bikot Kriyachma. And since Bikot Kriyachma have to be attached to Shman because of Somchim Geula, the Tefillah, you must connect the Geula, the last book of Kriyachma, with Shman and Shemesh itself, you cannot be mafsek, so therefore you cannot interrupt anything between Baruch until after Shemesh. Okay, but what is, why, why is it there? We're going to talk about next week, what are Birkot Kriyachma. But this is not part of the Bacha, it's an introduction to the Bacha. Why, why does Bacha have to be introduced? So I wish to begin with uh, the explanation that the Rav gave in that same Shia, uh, which is based on the principle that the Rav developed at length, both in that Shia and in many other places, that to, in order to praise God, in order even to daven, one needs a certain permission. Who are you? Man created of woman, dust and ashes, to be praising God, describing God's praises, approaching God, King of Kings, Creator of the world. And that's why tefillah has a, in general, this whole topic of our series, that's why tefillah has a structure, because within the structure there's permission to do so. Outside the structure, one needs extraordinary permission to do so, meaning it has to be an emergency. Which is why we're trying to understand the structure of tefillah. And what the Rav said was the following. Beginning, as the Raman pointed out, beginning with the section we are up to now, you have tefillah bitzibu. There was a particular aspect of davening for which tzibur, that the tefillah should belong not to the individual, but the klal Yisrael is an important and crucial part. Not that you can't daven b'yichidut, you can. But if you daven b'tzibur, then it's tefillah b'tzibur. In other words, an aspect of tefillah which is created by our joining together and davening b'tzibur, davening in a minion. And what the Rav claimed was that in order to create the tzibur, you have to make it. The fact that there are ten people diving together doesn't make them into a tzibur. There might still be ten people. Ten individuals. To make something tzibur, you, someone has to bind them together. And this proof was not so much from our topic, which will be an example of the principle which we are going to describe, but from a more explicit discussion of the Gemara concerning Birkat Amazon, where you begin by one person saying to the others, Havlan benivach, Rabotayin nivarech. He calls them to join the group of three, or the group of ten, as it were. And and his call to them is what puts them together. 
The Rambam claimed, and the Rav claimed, that that is essential. And the question is, well, how does one do that, though? What, what, what puts them together? And the Rav's answer is, very simply, that by doing something which requires ten, requires a tzibur, we become a tzibur. So if we would merely say, Birkot Kriyachma, at the same time, together, or if we would say Shema at the same time, together, we wouldn't be a tzibur, because you could also say it, you could also say it individually. However, Baruch any Devashu Bikdusha, Devashu Bikdusha, which requires a minion, which cannot be said Bikhidut, so by saying it, by saying a, a, a Devashu Bikdusha, then you, that, that's what melds the people together into being a minion, and then the Tfilah, which will be said immediately afterwards, is in fact because the tzibur has been formed out of necessity, the necessity of, of, of the creation that was necessary in order to say the Vashu Now, the Rav then continued and said, why do we have both Baruch and Kaddish? So he said they're, they're relating to two different parts. The Kaddish is really relating to Shmanesri. As in Mincha, for instance, where there's a Kaddish right before Shema And frankly, in Mayriv also, there's a Kaddish right before Shema However, there is a halacha, which we will discuss in a couple of weeks, that says that, you're not allowed to put anything between Bukata Gula, Ga'al Yisrael, and Shema So therefore, of necessity, the Kaddish, which creates the Tzibu for Shema had to be uh, put, put, put back before the beginning of Bekot Kriyachma, and that's why it appears where it appears. The Baruch is connected to Bekot Kriyachma. Baruch is part and parcel of Bekot Kriyachma. And the Rabbi even said why that's true. So before I, I try to go on, I, I, I'd like to finish my, my quote or my summation of what the Rav Zal said. The Rav said there's a difference between the Tochen, the content of Kaddish, and the content of Baruch the Kaddish is more of a tefillah. You don't say, I bless God. You say, Yehei Shem, Yehei Let His name be blessed. Yitgadel Rabba. It itself is a tefillah. In Kaddish, man has abdicated his ability to praise God, but he's expressing his prayer, his wish, that God should be praised. Yehei Shmei Rabba. So it's a prayer, it's the appropriate binder making of a tzibur for prayer, for tefillah. Baruch Hu, we don't abdicate. We say we are the ones, but we, we praise God. We bless God. An amazing uh, role for man to do. I bless God. Baruch Hashem Amvorach Lolam Ve'ed. And therefore that's the appropriate um, binder, the appropriate creator of the tzibur for Bechot Krishma, which are Bechot of praise. They're, they're brachot. They're brachot where we say that God is blessed for creating the world, etc., etc., etc. Okay, that, that's the Rav Sheer printed in the second volume of Shiurim, the Zecher Abba, Abba Mari. I'd like to add, or based on that, try to understand exactly uh, uh, the content that's taking place here. Baruch, as I pointed out, really is a very strange prayer. It has no content. It simply says, we say, God is blessed. We say, I bless God. Baruch, Hashem hamvorach le'olam le'olam va'ed. What do we mean when we say davar shebikdusha? And why is davar shebikdusha required then? That was the given of the Vavshir. Everyone knows you need a minion for Kaddish, for Kedusha, for Bochel. 
But I'd like to know why. What's so special? That these things that you can't even, you're not allowed to say them without, without a minion. Given that the Pasuk says, Well, Kiddush Hashem is done in public. So it's nice to have a minion. But you can do a Kiddush Hashem in private also, it just won't be as effective. Why is it usher to say these things in, 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 in Yachid? In short, uh, maybe when we get to Ketusha, I'll talk about this longer. But in, in short, my thesis is that all Dvarim Shabi Ketusha are not merely descriptions of God's greatness, majesty, uh, strength, power, etc. They're declarations in the sense that they constitute the result they describe. Let me explain that. The classic example of that is the declaration that one makes when inaugurating or coronating the king. And the people as described in Tanakh when Shaul HaMelech became king or when David HaMelech became king, they would say, Yechi HaMelech. That's not merely a statement saying, you are the king. When the people say, you are the king, they make the king the king. In a phrase used by the Rishonim, Ein Melech Belo Am. If there's no people, the king is not a king. The king who's not recognized is, is at least not a full king. He's barely a king at all. Kingship, majesty requires recognition and the recognition is what makes the majesty. And I claim that the Vashbikdusha is where not that we say God is king or God is great, but we accept upon ourselves God's kingship and thereby we make God king and we exhibit God's greatness through our recognition. And therefore it requires ten because one person can't do that. You don't have the right to do that. God's kingship is al-am Yisrael. That one person, it's an amazing role. It's something which, which, which I think in orthodox theology would be an absurdity and perhaps even a, a, even blasphemy. I, little old me, I am the basis for the majesty of God. But as I've quoted a number of times in this section and in others, as we say, or we used to say every day, for those of you who begin the Siddur from the literal beginning of the Siddur, don't skip anything. Adon, Olam, Asher, Malach, Beterim, Kol, Yitzir, Nivra. God is king no matter what. Before there was a world, he was king. Hashem, Melech, Hashem, Malach, Hashem, Yimloch, Lolam, Ved. Atahu, Melech, Ad, Shalom, Nivra, Haolam. God is king before there was any world at all. But, but second line. Be'et, Na'asa, Be'hefzo, Kol, Azai, Melech, Shmonika. But when things are as he directs, when his will is fulfilled in his creation, then his name is called king. There's an aspect of kingship which has to be called. Someone has to assent to it. The name, God's name is king when people name him, when people call him. And both those things are true. So, when you're by yourself, an individual, we read the first line. God needs you to make him king. Who are you? But God has a covenant with Amisal that they are his people. And therefore, they have that role of being, of coronating God, of putting the crown on his head. That's what's called the Vashapitusha, when it's active, not descriptive, but when it's active, it's a Vashapitusha and it requires ten. 
And if I'm right about that, then the Rav's idea that you need to start to put Am Yisrael together so that the Tefillah should be Tefillah B'Tzibur and the Kriyat Shema should be Kriyat Shema B'Tzibur and the Brachot should be B'Kot Kriyat Shema B'Tzibur that you need to introduce that with the Devash HaBetushah I think becomes more meaningful. Because the role is now circular. You need to be the Jewish people in order to in order to culminate, to place the crown on God's head, in order to lehakdish oto, rak betoch b'nei Yisrael. But the way you become the Jewish people, the way ten individuals become one people, is in fact by doing that. Not by saying they want to be together. Because we hold hands, we don't become a unit. What binds us together? The fact that we have that role. What makes Am Yisrael Am Yisrael? The definition of Am Yisrael, the definition of the unit the supra-individualistic unit. The individual, the, the unit which transcends mere individuality. What, what makes that unit? The definition of Amisal is Merkavala Shechina. The chariot of God's presence in the world. We are the horse on which God rides. And in order to have this existence as being Amisa, you do that by accepting or by fulfilling that role. And that's why our tefillah, or this part of tefillah, the tefillah b'tzibur part of tefillah, begins with a, a baruch. It begins with a devash b'tushah, meaning we fulfill actively, we actually now, we take a minute... Listen, why, why do we come to Daven? We come to Daven because we want things. That, that's true. It's not even objectionable. Nothing to be embarrassed about. We come to Daven because we have needs and we would like to ask God to fulfill our needs. Before you begin to Daven, if you don't have to Daven on your own and take your chances on your own, but you wish to Daven as you should, as part of Kahal Adat Israel, as part of the Jewish people who have a Brit and a covenant with God, then you have to become that role. You have to become that tzibur. Becoming that tzibur is done by something that's almost the opposite of requesting our needs. It's kaviyachol, so to speak, fulfilling the needs of God, meaning the needs of the presence in the world. We place God in the world. We pronounce His name. We bless His name publicly. Baruchu et Hashem Avorach Baruch Hashem Avorach Lolam Ved. The Shem Hashem is now publicly in our mouths, and that brings God into the world. And then God's name is here, and it means, it means God is here. By giving God a resting place in the world, we not only serve the Shekhinah, but we create ourselves as not individuals, but as, yes, the chariot of God. Jewish people are the chariot of God. And now, anything we're going to say is going to be totally different. It won't be myself, little old me, speaking to Melech Machayam Lachim, but it will be Am Yisrael. And Am Yisrael is not merely more people. It's not even merely a national group rather than an individual group. But Am Yisrael is the Balbit. I, I am just created by God. I am dust and ashes, as Avraham Avinu said. Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael has this Kaviyachol symbiotic relation with God. They are the chariot and He is the rider. They are the horse and He is the 
He is the horseman. Merkavala Shechina, God's presence in the world rests on Amisal, and a tefillah that's said by Amisal is totally different than a tefillah that would be said by a mere individual. Now, going back to the Rav's point about the distinction between Bochu and Kaddish, we understand, I think, the distinction a little bit deeper. What the Rav is saying is that there are two different kinds of, or what, what it means now, is that there are two different kinds of tzibur. There's a tzibur whose relationship to God is that they declare God's presence in the world. They, 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 they bring God into the world by by showing that he's there. That's what we call praise. That's what we call blessing. Baruch Hashem HaVorach L'Olam V'Ed According to the way that we've shown in the Karakemich, the Ben Obachi explained what does it mean to say that God is blessed. We mean that God is the source of all blessings. He's the ultimate blessing because all blessings come from him. So when I say Baruch Hashem HaVorach L'Olam V'Ed I'm saying everything in my world comes from God. There's air, there's water, there's light. The first Baruch Yotzer, all. There's light in the world. Where's the light come from? It comes from God. Everything comes from God. Baruch Hashem Baruch When you say that as a Devash Bik you're 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 showing us that God is in the world. That is God's presence in the world. So that's a tzibur. What's their job? Their job is to simply be the basis for God being in the world by being He who gives. He who is the source of all the blessings. So when you we discuss those blessings in Kriyat Shema, things which God gives us, light, Torah, Ka'ula, different things which Shabbat talk about, which we will describe in the future. So, we describe ourselves, we make us, we remake ourselves as the Tzibur, whose role is to be simply the chariot in which God's uh, tangible presence in the world is, 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 is rests. There's another Tzibur called the Tzibur of Tefillah, of Shemon Esrei. Shemon Esrei is about things we need from God. We're not praising God, we're asking God for things. They're at the heart of Shemun Esrei. is about asking God for things. The tzibur which can ask God for things is the tzibur which is Makadeh Shem Shemaim. But what is the Kiddush Shem Shemaim? The Kiddush Shem Shemaim itself is that we are the basis for God's future presence in the world. That God can be more tomorrow. Yitgadel v'yitkadesh shemei rabba. It's based on, it, it's a little bit contradictory. It's based on a lack today. I say there isn't enough God in the world. Not that there's too much. When you make a bracha of shevach, like other brachot of shevach, you walk out on, on, uh, in the day, and you see lightning, and you hear thunder, you walk out at night, and you see amazing sights in the sky. You know, you, you, you're so impressed by, by God's presence in the world, you say, Similarly, in the morning, we get up, and we see that there's light, that God has brought the sun out. We say, We simply, we respond to God's presence, and that begins with the Bechav, Baruch When you dive in, you're, you're, you're not complaining, but you're, you're almost complaining. You're saying, you know, I, there's a lack. I need wisdom. I need panasa. We all need Panasa. We need health. We need Slicha or Mechila. We need Geula. We're talking about what isn't, not what is. That's why we're paying. And as a Tzibur, who is the basis for God's presence in the world, 
It's God's presence in the world which we're the base for because we yearn for more. Yitkadel v'yitkadei Shemei Rabbah. May His great name be greater and more blessed. Yehei Shemei Rabbah v'vorach. Let His name, the next few seconds, the next minutes, the next day, be blessed more and more. It's two different Amisos. It's one Amiso which is responding to the overwhelming presence of God. And the other one is Amisro, which is, which is expressing its own yearning for more presence of God. The first one is Baruchu. The second one is Kaddish. The first one is Baruchu. And therefore, that's the Amisro, which says, Yotzeron, and Avaraba Aftanu. We feel God's love in the world. We feel God's light in the world. And Ga'al Yisrael, you who have taken us out of Egypt, we we feel that we ex- we we experience it. We're the tzibur who takes upon ourselves the obligation to experience and to express and to and to and to be the basis for the tangible presence of that God who does all those things and has done all those things. When you come to Shemun Esrei, you really have a switched role. You're saying, I I I can't be the basis for God in the world. I can be the basis for the prayer that God should be in the world. That's also a Kiddush Hashem. That's also a Kiddush Hashem. It's a Kiddush Hashem, but it's, it comes out of the hole in your heart, the lack and the need that you're not getting enough support of God. You feel you need more. And therefore, you also feel and demand and take upon yourself the responsibility to be the basis for the ever-increasing presence of God in the world from day to day. And therefore the Rav said, you need a Kaddish before Shemun you need a Baruch before Birkot Kriyachma. For technical reasons, the two of them are put together, so as not to have a hefsek later on, but logically, structurally, the Kaddish after Yishtabach is an introduction to Shemun it creates the Jewish people who will request. The Bochu is the introduction and the beginning of Birkot Kriyachma. It creates the Tzibur who will bless, who will express the fact, the overwhelming fact of God's presence, kingship, and, and power and blessing in, in this world of ours. To this I have to merely add the point that I hinted at earlier. Why in fact are we interested in Tfilah B'Tzibur, Kriyat Shema B'Tzibur and Bukot Kriyat Shema B'Tzibur? Sometimes we have a tendency to realize that, okay, Tzibur is nice. You know, Judaism places a very big emphasis on community. But especially in Tfilah there's certain psychological problems. Many people, I've had Tamidim, who, who, who have expressed the reluctance to have in B'Tzibur because the, the, the community restricts them. Maybe they daven too fast, you want to daven slowly, or just in general, it constrains you. You have to keep up the same pace, and you can't be spontaneous, and, and, and you have to be at a certain time, and, and, and you can maybe even better, daven better, if you, if you would be at home. Or in the forest, or some other place. All which is very true, and, 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 and the Chachamim rabbis have, have debated and have, have struggled with the very, the constant tension in tefillah 
between individuality and and conformity, conformity to text, conformity to tzibur, conformity to times, etc. It goes way back to Ibn Chazal. But all of this, especially when we talk about tzibur, you have to remember the statement of Chazal, Shatfilat HaTzibur Nishma'at Tamid. You may think you're davening better, Biachid. That doesn't mean that God has to pay attention to you. There is an inherent problem in a person davening alone because he may be pouring out his soul and having a wonderful religious experience, but that doesn't mean he's actually speaking to God. There is a problem in the individual addressing God, praising God, demanding of God, requesting of God. Who in the world do you think you are? Tfilat Hatsibur Nishmat Tamid. The Tzibur is a different entity. You really, you do submerge your individuality in it. Oh, that sounds like a terrible thing to modern man. What? I submerge my individuality? But in Tfilat, there's a basic idea that says that's crucial. Of course, you don't submerge. The Tzibur is a, is a combination of individuals. But, but yeah, to some extent, you give up your individuality. Only individuals can make a Tzibur. It's not that you're nothing more than a, a, a slice of the tzibur. You were you you constituted the tzibur. But nonetheless, once you do that, your position via God is totally different. And the explanation I have in effect, in effect have advanced today as to why the tzibur has a different relationship to God. There are other explanations which we'll talk about some other time. But the explanation I advanced today is the reason why tzibur has another stance vis-a-vis God is because the relationship of Tzibur, Amisal, to God is totally different than the relationship individual to God. Individual to God is created towards Creator. It's dust to the Absolute. Tzibur to God uh, is a relationship of two entities, two personae who are bound together in the creation of God's presence in the world. It's not just that God owes you because the tzibur has done him a favor by being Mekadesh Mobirabim. It's it's much more than that. It's not it's not God doesn't owe you anything. It's since God wishes to be in the world, that's why he made the world, then he has he has a deal, he has a Brit, a Brit, a covenant with those who are the seat, are the throne on which he sits. And when the throne speaks to God, it's a totally different A request when we get to Shema Nasei, and to even the praise is different. The saying Shema Yisrael is different. The meaning of it is totally different. It's not just I would like to say this. It's we're creating something. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkein, Hashem Echad. God is one in this world because Am Yisrael says He's one and God wishes to be one in the world. That's why He made the world. And through your prayer, you are actually doing that. It's tefillah b'tzibur. It's not an it's not an added value. It's a transformation of the whole tefillah. And that is, I think, the overwhelming reason why the general opinion of Chachamim Rabbanim was that even if subjectively and psychologically, dabbing b'tzibur takes its price, but it's surely worth it to be part of this tango of cosmic significance rather than merely to express one's hopes and aspirations in an individual manner. So that's how we got up to the point now.
of the beginning of Tefillah B'Tzibur. We now have to, we spoke about it a few minutes today, but we have to now understand what is in fact the next section, the section called Birkot Kriyat Shema, the Birkot which surround Kriyat Shema. There's a halachic question as to what the relationship to Kriyat Shema is. And we will discuss that question as well as the individual meaning, content of the first two Birkot in next week's, in next week's session. This has been Ezra Beck. Thank you. We'll be back next week. And you've been listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast of Yeshivat HaRetzion, Ki Mitzion Tetzet Torah, Udevar Hashem Mi Yerushalayim.